0: Okay, big tech is not waiting around for earnings to sell off. Deep downside here in the NASDAQ, lower by 2.5%. We've erased yesterday's rally and taken out new lows. Let's talk some earnings. Uh, Angelo Zeno joins us uh, here from CFRA. Angelo, there's some trepidation in the air today as the market just bails out. Not even waiting around for these big reports. Um, I know you're a stock-specific guy, so let's talk the stocks here. Does it make sense to see them all go in the same direction, or could there possibly be some winners during this uh, savagery that we're getting?
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I I think they're definitely, you know, you could have a mixed picture this earnings season, especially when we start looking at the the difference of valuations across some of these names. It definitely looks like some of them might be um, a lot more attractively valued relative to some others out there. But I will say this. Um, as far as some of the concerns that are out there in the market I'd say kind of all of them to to one you know, one extent or another um, are going to be kind of um, you know exposed to some of these you know same factors whether it be the potential for a soft softer consumer in, in certain areas of the market whether it be some of the inflationary pressures out there that could crimp some of the the operating margins out there or whether it be related to you know uh, Ukraine Russia issues um, But there are, as well as kind of, you know, the supply constraints that are are kind of building because of what we're seeing out in China. But there's, there's some sort of, um, you know, there are definitely headwinds kind of going into this earnings season that I'd say each of these companies are going to have to contend with um, on a similar basis.
0: Apple, it seems like, uh, is our anchor, as always, um, the uh, uh, potential for China shutdown to hit this uh, right now is, is is what exactly? I mean, if their plants are on hold, uh, how do they give us something positive on the outlook? Is it reasonable to expect a, a good guidance right now?
1: Well, listen, I, I think the positive takeaway from this, again, is the fact that, um, at least from the extent of Apple, is it's happening at the right time of year or the best time of year where you can have supply constraints. And that is kind of an, an off. Peak type of uh, you know time of year for Apple from a seasonal perspective. Typically, the orders start ramping for their next cycle around the May, June, July time frame. So, given you know we've just kind of gone through peak um, iPhone 13 demand. Um, listen, I, I think you know I think there's kind of some leeway here for Apple at least in the near term. But that being said, I mean we need these supply constraints. Um, to kind of go away in a hurry, or at least start to ease in a hurry, you know, before, you know, demand starts to build or orders start to build up on their end of things. I think really the key for Apple um, is going to be the services side of things. That's what everyone's looking at, in my opinion. We're looking for 17 percent growth. It's a deceleration from the last quarter of about 24 percent definitely going against some tougher comps, but that's the growth story for Apple. It's services, it'll continue to be services. So if they wanna to continue to have that, that elevated multiple, they need to come through on the services side of things, which we think they will. And of course, you know, the capital allocation story this time around is always key. And we do think it's gonna be a doozy. We expect a 100 billion um, announcement here, as well as a 7% uh, dividend hike.
0: Okay, that part really interesting. So two things I wanna separate here the services side, uh, which uh, uh, I want to present maybe a a bold uh, argument, and then I want to come back to the shareholder-friendly side, which seems pretty bullish right now. On the services side, is there not some overlap in that business to the style of product that we see in Netflix having a lot of trouble right now, subscription-based content in some way? I know content is not you know, the doesn't really move the needle for Apple necessarily, but it's part of that, right? Kind of that ecosystem of subscribing to different services, or is the idea here that they're just kind of getting going with their services products, and that growth is not something uh, that is, uh, you know, a a super high bar to reach for them at this point?
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I think you got a point here. So, in in terms of kind of the eyeballs that are being um, used within kind of Apple's devices, there's, you're, listen. You're spending a lot less. You're probably the average consumer um, is probably using, is spending a lot less eye time um, on their devices today than they were this time a year ago. That being said, what's really critical for Apple and the services story is the growth in the installed base. And just to kind of give you an idea, smartphone demand, smartphone units are down about let's call it 10% year over year. Um, because of a lot of the, you know, the the issues going on, whether it be in China or, or other areas of the world. But that being said, Apple's market share went from about 15% a year ago in Q1 to about 18% in Q1 of this year. It's about a 20% increase in your market share. So the installed base is actually growing significantly on their end of things. And the fact that you have more users out there, especially in, China, in the high-end China market, um, these are first-time potential users of that platform and they're going they're just now starting kind of to use the services. So, could there be a hiccup on the services side of things possibly, but the the bigger kind of, you know, more important secular story here is the growth in the installed base which we think is un- un- uninterrupted. And mm. that's why we continue to like this story. So, whether it's 15% or 17% or 19% growth on the services side of things, you know, at the end of the day, um, we continue to like that story.
0: Okay, uh, so uh, the uh, shareholder-friendly side, we're seeing the power of buybacks today in a company like Whirlpool, which cuts their guidance. Very different business, obviously, but just like the worst report on paper, but then there's shareholder-friendly activity and uh, a little bit of a deal potential too. The point is right now that uh, the market is looking for dividends. It's looking for some degree of stability. Many argue buybacks are kind of cut from the same cloth as dividends. What potentially could Apple do here to deploy their cash balance during a time of volatility where stocks around them in their sector are dropping like flies? Might they do like a shock dividend hike or something?
1: You know, I think it's unlikely that you'll see something massive on the dividend side of things. And the reason I think that is because I think they continue to believe that they remain a, a very attractive story long term in terms of this, the stock price and where they think it's going. So um, 7% is where we're looking at. And it's historic. It's what they've done over the last several years. It's been around that 7% range. I think where you could see the upside is actually on the the buyback side of things we're, we're looking for 100 billion they announced 90 billion last year they essentially update every year um, because the free cash flow continues to to grow significantly so you know my view here is um, 100 billion but there is potential upside especially if they kind of want to get a little bit aggressive um, in terms of um you know getting to net cash neutral which is what they've historically it was what they're looking for so you could see something along the lines of 110 120 billion if they kind of want to alleviate some of the growth fears out there.
0: Okay. Now, uh, on the uh, uh, other part of the tech sector that uh, you're not quite as optimistic on, let's talk Meta Facebook here for a sec. That one we've already seen traded like Netflix in the last quarter. So, is there a little bit more overlap in terms of eyeballs on the apps and the social content that uh, maybe slows down a bit? Or what's the big bear case here for Facebook that justifies the way it's traded already?
1: I think the big, you know, the big issue here with Facebook clearly is the fact that you know you've got these competitive pressures going on out there, um, and that's that's definitely going to be kind of at the eyes of a lot of analysts here. Um, I think you'll get a ton of questions on on TikTok, uh, TikTok among others, um, but really kind of you know you're seeing an abrupt kind of halt in terms of um, the user growth side of things, and if we were to see, um, and that's coming at, at at the same time that we're seeing an enormous amount of um, investment kind of kick in in terms of the metaverse. So you know, you're looking at 40% uh, percent increase in terms of OpEx, 50% plus increase in CapEx spend. That's going to really kind of you know crush the margins here um, over the next couple of quarters. And, you know, the big fear, I think, is, listen, some of the concerns I laid out early on, whether it be supply chain related, whether it be Russia, Ukraine, among other factors, is if we somehow see, let's call it a negative type of number on the user side of things, or even on the ad spend on a year-over-year basis, and we're definitely talking about tough comps here, um, if you start seeing kind of concerns on that, uh, a rollover on that side of things, you know, in conjunction with some of that that massive spend that they're doing, um, that pretty much paints a similar picture to what you're seeing in many respects to the, the Netflix story right now. So mm. definitely, you know, a concern on our end as far as Meta is concerned right now.
0: All right. Uh, there it is, Angelo. Really good stuff. Thanks, as always. Do appreciate your consistent analysis here on the network. Uh, thanks for helping us understand the picture. Uh, Angelo right. joins us from CFRA, right? yes, sir, senior equity analyst.